straight off the motherfucking bread. People like games. I ain't coming for no foolish. Presents. The at some point in the day show with Solo. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. What's up, folks? Today is Wednesday, November 6th, and you are tuned into the At Some Point in the Day show with me, Solo. And as the title of this episode alludes to, the main focus will be on China's recently expanded restrictions on minors gaming. But before we solo and roll out into the rest of that, I'm also going to touch on a few quick stories that are interesting, worth noting, important, relevant, so on and so forth. Sometimes there'll be a lot, sometimes there'll be none. Sometimes there'll be one. Today there's three. But before I get into any of that, let's get a couple of these plugs off and done with off the bat socials twitter instagram at people like games is the handle the website people like games.com you can find our merchandise in men's and women's and soon to be expanded collection which we'll know at another time then you can find us also on reddit r backslash people like games is a subreddit and lastly lastly the show you are listening to right meow can also be found on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher google play so on and so forth basically everywhere all this content's normally available but regardless of that let us now jump into business because the intro goes for the most part um so let's just start with red dead redemption 2's launch on pc it has been off to a rocky start to say the least a lot of users are complaining about the inability to get the game to launch or for the rockstar launcher to start itself for those unfamiliar the rockstar launcher is a, a few months ago rockstar decided to basically release their own store with only their own content and games in it and so you could buy download and then you would play the game and launch it through that portal instead of having to do it onto your own computer similar to the way blizzard does it to be able to play their roster of games or ea does it so this is the first title that is being released on that launcher from while although they have their library there already what they don't have is the actual edition uh of a new game that did not exist before to be launched on it this is sort of the first case study it is maybe due to that that users are having issues other users are claiming that they can get to the intro but they're having issues others played around with gpu settings when we're able to fix it a lot's been made of how powerful the game's visual settings are on pc so they could be having issues with that still unresolved so i'm sure within a day or two we'll be following up on that so just you know have note of that to see uh whether it's a launcher issue whether other publishers will heap caution who knows we'll find out I could just be speculating, which I am, but it doesn't matter because I just did. Next up, we have Niantic, the developer and publisher of the two mobile games, Pokemon Go, which I'm sure everyone is familiar with, and Harry Potter Wizards Unite, which I'm sure fewer are familiar with. One just passed $3 billion cumulatively made. The other is not very good. And the reason I'm mentioning them is twofold. The first is that they expanded their sponsored locations program, which basically allowed businesses to buy Pokestops in the case of Pokemon Go or Fortresses in the case of Harry Potter Wizards Unite. I'm not sure exactly how Pokemon Go ones work because I haven't played it in a bit, but for the Harry Potter one, basically all you need to know is that sponsored Fortresses could be an AT&T and then that AT&T will give you better rewards for fighting there versus just a regular one. That is the basic premise, better rewards because a, a business is sponsoring it or a special reward. And so that has opened up to smaller businesses. We'll see how 
that ends up panning out, but I'm glad to see that. Always happy to see anything opened up to mom and pops. Next up, we have Niantic's creator program just launched. More or less, it is focused on finding individuals and companies working in the AR and VR space, mobiles ideally, or uh, I guess mobile ideally would be the best way to put it. It officially launches next year. However, it'll be a free program uh, that'll give some opportunities, money, and some connects uh resources etc for those who are chosen just a heads up that that will be occurring so keep your eye out for that then i suppose i have just a thing or two to note playstation's october sales were just released gta 5 is still in the top 10 selling games in ps4 that game just is never ending amazing 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 but regardless now we are just going to jump into the main topic because it is a story that has been developing over years now and isn't a policy that has sort of occurred in isolation but is the result of a number of different policies that have been slowly evolving adding minusing over time and so going back to july of 2017 almost if not even earlier there were the initial policies that were released by china which were meant to limit the and restrict the hours played uh, for children under 12 for the game Honor of Kings. And so those under 12 were limited to one hour, while those between 12 and 18 were limited to two hours. And so the reason for that was, as we noted way back on the People I Games podcast, to battle what the government believed was myopia in children, and they thought it was an overindulgence that was becoming sort of drug-like for their kids. And if people are aware of how the West talks about the Chinese gaming market, I'm sure China had a little bit of historical hesitation as to allowing the access and the nature of what they were seeing in front of them. And so they ended up basically limiting what children could play. That policy was ended up being held by the publisher of the biggest game in China at the time, Honor of Kings, Tencent. Because as we've noted, if a game is released in, wait, just for Tencent, we gotta do that proper. In China, it's usually through Tencent or NetEasy only to uh primary companies are basically uh, working arm in arm with the government, which is sort of a prerequisite for success in the country. I don't care how you feel about it. It should just be noted. And so the basis of that was in Tencent then in response to a nine month gaming freeze or approval freeze by the government ended up implementing and leading push to restrict gaming for minors that ended up coming out in sort of March 2019 into a policy that would create a database that would uh, uh, run player ID checks and would sort of uh, create that real identification so that the government could actually trace how old you were and then sort of limit your gaming using the social credit service they have or just literally just cut the game from your access. And so that occurring ended up, so if you look at that within that context, this is a bit of a loosening of those restrictions because now it seems that children who are, well, it, it's on and off. So now those who are under 18 can will be restricted to gaming an hour and a half per day. That number was actually three hours prior. And now they also have the option of playing or three hours per day on holidays. I don't know what that's sort of defined as. Those players under 18 still will now no longer be able to play during the hours of 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. Basically main gaming time. This is a policy I sort of like, I'm not going to lie. Players who are eight and under are not 
not allowed to spend real money in games. And in addition, those who are in two age brackets, 8 to 16 and 16 to 18, will face a monthly cap on their spending. And the 8 to 16 group will also face an additional cap on their maximum amount per single transaction. That is sort of a policy that I think is important because, well, I mean, I guess the last part is players determined to be younger than the age of rating on a game will be restricted from playing the game entirely. So that puts a new meaning to 17 turning 18, trying to play a game. Those who are unfamiliar, which I'm sure is a lot of people, Tencent have basically created the software ESRB rating version of China's games. And so instead of E teen mature and NC 17, they have six plus 12 plus 16 plus and 18 plus. I'm very curious what happens between 16 and 18 that that is its own sort of bracket, but I don't know enough about Chinese culture to state what I know is the case because I don't know what they So if you do know, let me know because I'm curious. Uh, anyway, basically the goal is to allow gaming to become limited in what it can do to children. And basically they don't want them to get addicted. This is the same country that forced game publishers to release loot box um, odds right off the bat when they were doing it. It's a policy that just now the, the US and, and the West is following. And so it does create an interesting quandary will be what I end with. So a lot of the West is fixated on how potentially profitable the Chinese market is for mobile gaming. But with all of these restrictions currently being implemented, it sort of begged to question whether the gold rush might not have already passed because China was so far ahead because just even taking a step further back, looking at what primary internet usage is in China, people have access to the internet through a phone because they don't have that computer. And so that changes the nature. And so for the last years plus, they've been a mobile focused gaming company. And so that market doesn't so much have the same uh, ac- or, or I guess availability uh, to to the consoles and, and, and PC gaming. And so what the West wants to bring over usually ends up having to be given to Tencent and then Tencent adapts it over to the market, which always means that there's a middleman adapting the product. That's why the gaming industry over there is controlled. So even if you have the right product, I'm sure you might profit, but you got to go through that channel. Whereas it's gotten to the point now instead where Tencent is now bringing its games over to the West because it is one of the places that they are more advanced in. It it makes sense. They focus on mobile gaming while we've been console gaming. Now, if anyone's played Call of Duty Mobile, whether you like Call of Duty or not, it's a pretty really well-made game. It's really, really well-made. And so if it's really, really well-made, it's because the people have a lot of experience. And so because of that experience, I don't see what Western country is going to come in and sort of make a dent. All they really have is IP. And so if you're one of the companies with an acceptable IP, then you will be profitable. But for a general mobile game to think that it will somehow find success in China without just, just eh, eh, eh. You know what I mean? Without going through the layers of what I just mentioned, good luck. And if you do it, please be sure to tell me that you told me so, because I would like to know how you did it too, because I would like to do it myself. But yeah, at the moment, it does not seem very plausible. Anywho, that is a round long circle and our first 15 minute episode. Anywho, we'll be back tomorrow. Probably going to start getting a consistent time to release. Might be morning, might be evenings. I don't really know yet. It'll be at some point in the day. That's for sure. Ha, I love what when they say the movie title in the movie. Peace.